0: Good afternoon. The New South Wales police officer accused of killing Jesse Baird and Luke Davies is believed to have purchased weights before one of two trips to a rural property in the state's southern Tablelands. Police divers have spent the day searching dams in an area near Goulburn in the hope of finding the couple's bodies. Robert Avadia joins me now. Rob, has there been any breakthrough?
1: I, and there's been no breakthrough, unfortunately, not for lack of trying. Obviously, Bungonia is that area near Goulburn. Police are very, very confident uh, their accused man, Beau Lamar Condon, had certainly been there throughout the week, multiple times. They would suggest the first time with an acquaintance, acquaintance who is not described as an accomplice, who might have had absolutely no idea why they were there and possibly a second time. Now, police have been convinced that at least once the bodies of the two young men were disposed of there... Their problem is that uh, they believe their accused returned to the property a second time, may well have relocated uh, their bodies because he didn't trust the acquaintance who might have become suspicious uh, of his behaviour. Now, uh, he picked up that acquaintance in Sydney, they drove to that area and from what we understand today from the Deputy Commissioner Dave Hudson, they accessed uh, materials at Bunnings in Goulburn. The angle grinder was used to sever a padlock um, from the gate of that particular rural property. And subsequently that um, padlock was replaced with a padlock purchased from um, the hardware store.
0: Now, Rob, police have shared details about what they believe happened in Paddington.
1: They and they can't be sure, and you have to keep in mind that as this was playing out in real time, there is a difference between what police heard, uh, sorry, what neighbours heard, and what police were aware of at the time. The suggestion is that there were multiple gunshots. Neighbours did hear that, that was not reported to police, unfortunately. That was Monday, so seven days away. Now at nine fifty a.m., nine fifty four, there was even a triple zero call to police as well, but nothing said in that, and that came from Jesse Baird's phone, without. being told about the gunshots and without having anything said on the triple zero call there was nothing suspicious about that but Police did find bloodied clothes uh, in Cronulla on the Wednesday ID and that led them to uh, Jesse Baird's uh, apartment in Paddington. And the investigation began in earnest. And given the, the state of that place and the state of the clothes as well, police were, were very concerned. The most concerning part about this is not just the, the alleged murder of two young men, but it's the fact that the man who's alleged to have done it was a serving police officer. And the fact that he allegedly used his service Glock, was able to check it in and out to allegedly commit this crime.
2: It's a failure if someone has used their service firearm in the manner that's alleged. Our recruits are assessed by uh, psychologists, so that will form part of the investigations.
1: And another peripheral part of the investigation, Anne, will be the entry from Victoria Police. They have been called in to examine the safeguards around police being able to store and access their firearms.
0: All right, thank you very much for updating us, Rob reporting there. Confronting new video has emerged of an attempted gangland assassination at Campsie a few months ago. The target was ambushed in an underground car park, wounded in the head and chest, but amazingly survived. Natasha Squarey has the exclusive video.
3: Well this shooting was very well planned but it didn't go exactly as the gang wanted. Their victim survived and five months on detectives are still hunting at least seven suspects. Vilena Kaloa Matanji was leaving his campsy home with a friend on a Tuesday night last September when he was ambushed in his underground car park by two suspects. The gunman was armed with two handguns and fired at least 12 shots before he runs out of ammo. The 27-year-old victim was hit in the chest and head. He crashes his car as he attempts to get away and then makes a run for it on foot. His friend
1: wasn't injured. The number of shots, the time of day, 9.30 at night, it's horrendous.
3: That evening, three cars were torched in Kingsgrove, Beerong and Buralla. The following day another getaway car was set alight in Agnes Banks and a week later this Nissan was found destroyed.
1: The cars we know were driving in convoy at some stages, we know that um, the cars uh, had jerry cans inside them.
3: It's believed the 27-year-old was targeted for his alleged role in organised crime but it's not yet clear why his attackers wanted him dead. But he's been here before surviving another shooting in Maryland's in 2020. He refused to give police any information then and this
0: time it's no different.
3: We'll have more exclusive pictures at 6pm.
0: Fire crews have managed to stop a blaze spreading to a stockpile of lithium-ion batteries in Western Sydney. About 80 firefighters battled the blaze that erupted inside a factory at Rydalmere just after seven this morning. The blaze was fuelled by plastics and electronics, leading to warnings about toxic smoke in the air. We've encouraged people to stay out of the smoke, uh, but thankfully the conditions today have been in our favour with the smoke predominantly heading straight up. The fire was extinguished before it spread to adjoining industrial units, including one that housed the lithium-ion batteries. Households are paying much more than businesses for the same amount of electricity, according to a new study. It's forced energy companies onto the back foot, just as they reveal a substantial increase in revenues. Live now to political reporter Isabel Mullen. How much more are homeowners paying?
2: A lot more, Anne. Good afternoon. Analysis of AGL's half yearly results is pretty damning, revealing households are being charged an average of $1,000 more than businesses annually for exactly the same amount of power. The Australia Institute looked at the numbers and researchers say energy giants have been ripping off families in the middle of a cost-of-living crisis as they announce massive profits. Origin Energy, AGL, and Energy Australia's revenue all more than doubling.
1: Businesses have more bargaining power, and this is the real issue. If our electricity market was competitive, then households wouldn't be paying an extra $1,000 a year for electricity. This is price gouging. This is um, lack of competition in the electricity market.
2: Energy providers and the government say it's not an equal comparison because the regulator sets household price caps. Meanwhile, energy executives say the transition to clean energy is not happening quickly enough to meet the government's targets and have suggested we continue using coal as a safety net to keep supply reliable and affordable as fossil fuels are phased out. The Nationals are pushing nuclear. The latest news poll revealing 55% of voters support the idea of small modular nuclear reactors as a replacement for coal-fired power. Until you tell them that there's going to be a nuclear reactor next door, and then I don't think anybody's a supporter of nuclear power This is just a fantasy, it's a distraction.
1: Yes, I would, and I'm prepared to lead my community in that conversation and understanding the opportunities.
2: The coalition is yet to confirm its energy policy, but it is expected to feature nuclear power as the nation transitions away from coal and gas,
0: Isabel Mullen in Canberra, thanks Izzy.